Alright, I just want to start this episode off with a question. Uh, I'm just getting it out of the way now. Did you guys see Trump Trump's remarks on China's drug policies? No. They no. were so cool, <laughs> dude. He was talking about a conversation. I'm joined by Jillian and a returning guest comrade, by the way. It's the Doug Zone, et cetera, et cetera. Look, <laughs> I, know that, I knew that this was going to come up eventually, and I figured we might as well just start with me loving Trump, and then we'll carry on with our, uh, with our recording as we should. Uh, but no, so he was talking about like how he met with Xi Jinping and was like, I asked him, I said, why don't you guys have a drug policy? And he said, because we just execute them. He's like, there's no long trial. After about two weeks, they're just killed if they find if we find them with any drugs. Uh, and then it's just so cool that like Trump got this whole crowd of people to applaud China's policies on something. Oh my God. This guy is so cool. He's like summary <laughs> execution of criminals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have what's called a quick trial. <laughs> so cool. Oh man, and that's what I love about his audience is that they really—they're just with him a hundred percent. Yeah, they just like, like him. He's up right. there. He's up there praising China, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah China." Wait, hang on. It's kind of funny because, like, <laughs> literally, does make you think of like Gabriel Denuncio, like the guy who kind of like actually really started fascism. Where he was just like, like anarchists liked him, communists liked him, like proto fascists liked him. Because everyone was just like, yeah, this guy fucking rocks. We're gonna we're gonna take over this city and turn it into a poetry corner. There's no way this could go badly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing he's doing things, dude. He's making something new. It's not <laughs> it's you know He's making moves is what he's making doing. moves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you love the thing to see about it. The thing about the poetry corner reminds me of, you know, one of my favorite memes. It's like after the revolution and there's a guy who's wearing a shirt that says coal mining enjoyer. He's holding a little <laughs> notebook and he goes, wait, I was under the impression I'd be mining coal. Why am I writing poetry? And it's just like a guy in a Soviet uniform behind him holding a gun. He says, start writing. Uh, <laughs> I think about that a lot. That, that rocks, dude. That's really good. <laughs> it's a very solid anyway, cartoon. Yeah. Comrade, how are you? I'm good. You know, just uh, I'm fucking zooted on the Corona right now. So if you see me yeah, wiping sweat off you... myself, it's, yeah. uh, that's why. Yeah, comrade, the Southern Baptist preacher. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm like looking around for something to like dab myself with. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my felt shoe. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Probably garnered some uh, sympathy at work, so they're less likely to fire me now. I feel like that's what that's matters. <laughs> yeah, you you've been like, going through it as of late. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they all feel bad for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for the best. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, always really better. We got, we got Max in frame right there. That's the box oh. that was. My oh, cat. Really? Max back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. Max. That's his little oh, on top of it, and uh, that's his collar right there. So, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Nice little yeah, memorial. It's good. There's like more stuff in that package, but I haven't opened it yet because I don't want to like see his paw print and then start sobbing. <laughs> get? Yeah, Jesus, I get it. Dude. Yeah, they were like, you could put it on your wall. I'm like, yeah, that way I have a daily reminder of uh, 
<laughs> we, no, I don't want uh, we, to. I, I weep more than I do already. <laughs> we took yeah. Broccoli to the vet and we were like trying to get her out of the waiting room because she mm-hmm. like goes crazy for other dogs. And we were just like walking around, like around the outside of the vet. And we get to the oh, back no. and then realize that there's a second building that's just a pet crematorium. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> oh, man. And we we're like, oh, oh, this just ruined our day. I guess it makes <laughs> sense that you have to have that attached to attached to the clinic. But yeah. Also, that's so grim. Like it is. I mean, it's yeah. You, you guys, you watch like is it Beethoven? Don't put a sign on it. Beethoven Part Two, where like they want to kill the puppies for medical research, and then there's Wait, that what? scene where like the bad guys are just like holding like boxes of golden retrievers and dumping them into a furnace. Have you seen <laughs> oh the fucking part? God, no. no. This oh, cannot man. be real. Hang on. Yeah, Let no, me... it's uh, Beethoven. Beethoven Part Two. I mean, like, it's. Uh, I remember the original Beethoven. Yeah, I do a not remember this. Classic, dude. In Beethoven Two, there's like they have a ton of puppies. It's like kind of 101 Dalmatians style. Uh, lots of puppies. You know, two Saint Bernards, and there's like somebody doing like medical research on, and they're using dogs as the test subjects, and they're just like, ah, these big Saint Bernards. We'll take. We'll steal them and use them for medical research. <laughs> And at one point, the guys that are, like, stealing the dogs, you see them, like, doing something else. And what they're doing is having a serious conversation while one of them flings cardboard boxes full of (laughs) dead puppies into an incinerator. (laughs) (laughs) So metal. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's literally, I'm like, that stuck with me more than any scene from Schindler's List stuck with me. I don't know. You think about that far more often. I've already seen things. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think about it far more often. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I mean, because that's just, it's so much crazier. Because, like, you know, the the evils of the Holocaust did occur. Like, so if you're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to write a movie about it, it's reasonable to expect you to portray it. It's insane there, there for is, a children's movie about large dogs. Yeah, it's wild to sit down and go, you know what this script needs. Like, yeah, I, mean, I hope that that was like a punch-up. They were like, no, I got it. Like a studio note. It's also just because like, of all the things I think to give me an existential crisis, that was probably the thing that like nudged me when I was a small child the most talented. Like, oh, that's I, the edge of that hill. I think, I think there's evil in this world. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, my God. And it was, I think it was like the callousness with, with, with which the dogs are disposed of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I like McCarthy-esque. Like conversation. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very that's like. That's a scene out of Blood Meridian. Like, yeah, it's like that or like the Sopranos. Like, it would be like yeah. the casualness with which they do crime. <laughs> yeah, like, I can picture Judge Holden holding a box of Golden Retriever puppies <laughs> as he's talking to the kid. Like... <laughs> oh god but so matt not to call you out but before Uh, this you did you did say something about this video that we watched today look i (laughs) dropped i I have no choice but to stand by this take now uh because you've exposed me for it (laughs) i didn't hate this video you didn't hate this Uh, video okay i didn't hate it i didn't like it and it is a rough opening but you get through that and it's fine yeah uh I would say it has redeeming qualities more so than the other Doug videos I've seen, but it did definitely make me when I was like, I was just like, man, people voluntarily watched this. 
That is, yeah, that is wild. I like, <laughs> I like the top comment, which is the best joke in the review is the movie itself, which could be read in one of two ways. Yeah, yeah I don't think is... that that's the. I don't think that's the the funny remark that he thinks it is, or it's a it really sick is. Burn. Like, <laughs> so that's the thing. the The movie can't be funnier than the review of it. That sort of no. defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, there's no reason for the review. You're not adding anything to the experience if it's better on its own in terms of like entertainment value. Not better in terms of quality because it's very clearly it's not. The movie yeah. is fucking crazy. Like I Dude, will say rock. like Doug wasn't that far off in his like what little critique he had of the movie other than the just part the part where it teases like full frontal nudity yeah. and then it's like wait never mind is crazy no we did actually we say what the... say something real fast i was impressed that doug didn't turn that into like a an incest fantasy for him like he did with a yeah. <laughs> oh yeah as a kid in king arthur's court the other one that we did oh yeah the yeah. other yeah. doug oh, video yeah. i've seen that was like, so bad thing? is he just a sex pervert for incest like Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, no evidence is, to support this, but absolutely. It's got to be in This is uh, yeah. Cool as Ice is the movie that we mm-hmm. watched the review of. Um, originally aired on, oh, okay, November 29th, 2009. So all right. All right. We're oh, we're right not too month. far off. Um, oh, the video. I thought you meant Cool as Ice, the movie, and I was like, wait, what? No. No. This was made in 2009. Like, <laughs> making <laughs> that would be so cool. I was just like, wait, was uh, it like an unreleased movie that got released? That would be pretty cool. I mean, if no, that happened, 1991 you know, is when the movie got released. That makes sense. Yeah, That's like that a, way more yeah. sense. A fucking wasteland in American culture. <laughs> years i mean that's like what was like the best thing yeah. happening musically at that point was like proto screamo just like yeah, just let's see some of the worst music <laughs> let's see let's see what movies came out in 1991 because we haven't had any bad takes on movies as of late uh, no see. i think i think we should <laughs> yeah. um the the girl that played kathy was in just a lot of er apparently she was one of yeah. the main characters in er right, good for her that's that's um, what she's been up to and in oh, okay. Ray Donovan in 2013. Hang on. There were some bangers in 1991. Yeah. Uh, we have Cape Fear. All right. Okay. Start. That's a good movie. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, hey. hell yeah. JFK. Uh, so there's some bangers out here. Yeah, so I was just entirely uh, wrong. <laughs> well, it's okay. We said that we didn't like any comedies and had I'm, to watch that I, I said nothing good happened in 1991, and that's the year Silence of the Lambs came out, which was just probably my favorite movie. <laughs> Like it's so good, stupid I, I told my roommate it was my comfort movie and she yeah. was like, ooh. Yeah, that and Jurassic Park are definitely those are legitimately. Mine. Yeah. They're, oh, Jurassic Park is great. Yeah, I like a good rain scene. Like the idea of yeah, a, the, a, yeah. a real deluge just calms me down. Yeah. No, yeah. One day a real rain will come. Let me exactly. tell you everybody. But no, and, actually, no. I do I love the vibes of a rain scene now that I'm thinking yeah, about it. It's like, why I live in Portland. Seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that here. It's great. <laughs> I can feel like I'm living in a rain scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm in a movie and yeah, it's exactly. raining outside. <laughs> My life yeah. a movie for real. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, speaking of Jurassic Park and by extension Steven Spielberg, uh have you guys seen the the ads for his new movie that's coming out? No. It what looks is really the movie? bad? Um, it's called. Hang on, what is it called? I'm just gonna. I should have. I had thought you were gonna go the uh, Dome of Silence direction with that. 
segue. Oh, I'm going to. Be don't worry. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. We're so heading in a dome of silence direction. Right now, is that what's going on? Maestro. <laughs> I don't think either of those are new. Hang on. Uh, it's because those are the two 2023 ones. It says Steven Spielberg. No, I think it's coming out soon because like the reviews are raving about it already. Oh, at least according to all of its advertisements. Uh, okay, wait. Filmography. Unreleased 2023, 2022. The Fablemans? The Fable- yes, The Fablemans. Okay, cool. Um, and it's just it's just a movie about him growing up and discovering oh, how much he loves. Oh, loved. that sucks. I don't think it's like literally about him, but it's like, it's the huh. story of a young Jewish boy in post-World War II America discovering his love of filmmaking. And I was like, uh, oh, just, I wonder who this is about. That's just Steven. literally a uh, Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg movie. Yeah. Like, and I don't know, like, does he find an looking... alien or not? That's really, <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to really determine whether it's a classic. Yeah. Seth or not. Rogen is in it. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's a I, weird I was, like, choice. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking at the, I was looking at the trailers, and I was like, this feels anti-Semitic. Like, I can't describe it, but just like <laughs> yeah. the characters themselves. If it was anyone Crystal other than Steven Spielberg, hell yeah! Wait, There's Crystal monkey the monkey? monkey? Yeah. Is this an established monkey or? Like... <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a monkey he actor. A he was the monkey in the Hangover and oh. uh, Night at the Museum. Wow, he's okay. a very he's famous still monkey. Alive. That's impressive. I didn't know. Yeah, that I was gonna say he's long. still kicking. Yeah, I figured they made it like five, ten years tops, <laughs> and then it was game over. But you know, good for him. <laughs> um, and in We Bought a Zoo, very, very <laughs> famous movie. That makes sense. Yeah, Cult classic. See. We Bought a Zoo. Um. Yeah, no, like the cast looks fine. It's just like I was looking at it. And I was like, this sucks, dude. Like, say that it's about you at least. Don't make it about yeah. a fictional family. Because <laughs> inevitably what it's going to be is like the child will have an argument with his father about his love of filmmaking or something. And then he'll be like, well, of course, this movie is mostly fiction. It's like, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm just worried say that about you like, hate the cliches. Your dad. They're um, going to fit in there, like whether or not his father like is going to be angry that he watches movies instead of going to synagogue on Friday night or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to be like, like oh, God. <laughs> I have a question. Would would this movie be redeemable if in it he like admitted to some crazy shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, so like if it like the, the third act, like you like, see young Sammy grown up. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, young Sammy grows up and is like inducted into a cult. Yes, <laughs> yes. that would. Like that. Would that be redeemable? Be cool. That makes the movie a 10 in my book. Yeah. Um, good, good. <laughs> that would that be sounds so good. cool. Yeah. But yeah, no. Anyway. I just they, made uh, a better movie. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, like in the trade, like it's already like stuffed full of cliches from what I can see from the preview that was one minute long and played before this nostalgia critic video. But uh like I you know, you see like this old guy going like the family and the filmmaking, it'll you'll tear each other apart. And it's like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> this is great. Oh uh, man. Uh truly a modern master of the most like self-serving, like I know. I was like, I don't like this. And that's the deal with the Dome of Silence. Um anyway, <laughs> we can cut that if we want to. But uh <laughs> You know, this might be the first edit I'll ever make of the podcast. Yeah. Um All right, we're back following some brief technical issues. Or Maybe I was just speaking a little too much truth for Jillian and comrades liking. Who knows what the case was, but (laughs) who's to say, really? I said John Turturro's name and then it like spiked. (laughs) So who knows? (laughs) Ah, John Turturro, what a guy. Yeah, he would be in that movie, though, right? It's like disapproving Jewish father has to be played by John Turturro, an Italian man that is not Jewish. Look, 
he's so cool because he really is just like he's the last of the ethnically ambiguous Italian actors. Yeah. Like he's I've seen him cast as so many things that he is not. Uh, let's see. Yep. Let's look through John Turturro's filmography. No, actually, we probably shouldn't do this. We shouldn't once again have an entire episode that's just <laughs> Did you know me listing movies off of Google. That for two yeah. seasons, Vanilla Ice had a TV show called Vanilla Ice Goes Amish in 2013. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> that is so cool. There's just... He had like a it, <laughs> a renovation like HGTV show too. The is it Vanilla just Ice like, Project? Yeah, I was looking at that I remember one. That one. So, is Vanilla Ice? He was also apparently in 1992's Sex, uh, which is all that I got off of the name there. Let's take a look. <laughs> Sex from 1992, a film starring Madonna. Is this what is this? Is it a music video? I can't tell. Silent documentary footage of Madonna's photo shoots for the infamous sex book. What oh. is this? What is the infamous sex book? What it's is the happening? One, it's the the picture of her like s- strolling nude down the sidewalk with a cigarette. Uh, this is very just, famous yeah. Madonna. No, picture. look, I, I believe that it is, but I just, I guess I'm just not up on my Madonna lore, but. Yeah. You need you need to get up on your Madonna lore. I gotta get up on my Madonna lore. She's <laughs> um, been, but yeah, Vanilla Ice visited Amish country in Ohio and learned uh, all of their master craftsmanship me- methods while renovating homes for Amish families in need. Which huh. there's Amish families in need. It's not like the whole point of being Amish is like you help yeah, each other. Right. <laughs> yeah, I brought power and running water to this <laughs> Amish community. <laughs> <laughs> Installing wells so like you're a non profit in Africa. Like <laughs> I like that. That's pretty uh, funny. They were so poor they didn't even have electricity. Yeah, and and somehow they were confused. They kept saying things like, please don't. This is a religion. We're fine without this. It's okay. And I said, No, no. I'm vanilla ice. You I don't just, understand. Imagine like, Bill Gates yeah. just going <laughs> Bill Gates doing like the weird thing where he just like circumcises random African children, just going into like <laughs> Amish country in northern Pennsylvania. Like, all right, everybody, time to do some charity work. Like, oh god, that's uh, that's probably yeah, all that land that Zuckerberg is buying. That's most likely what it is. Um, it's. <laughs> I mean, but it's it would actually, Amish I would rant. be okay with it if, if like, if Mark Zuckerberg was going into places and circumcising Christian people. I feel like that's like you know, I support that. <laughs> As a Jewish man, I support another Jewish man bringing the covenant to a bunch of yeah. fucking backwards heathens from the Stone Age who still drive wagons. Rever- <laughs> yeah, it would be very funny doing like a reverse crusade, but on the Amish. I get like my brother to help me, like city slicker New York <laughs> Jewish brother to like come and help me and be like, hey, this is my Jewish New York brother married to a Korean woman interracial marriage doesn't that freak you out and then like, like what are you doing like, <laughs> like, what are you, who are you <laughs> yeah just i guess it give them a no crusade effect. where we like yeah <laughs> just bring them a bunch of like movies and books i don't know <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of like at like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, like you open the, the Ark of the Covenant and it's melting their faces. But instead of opening the Ark of the Covenant, it's just a laptop playing Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> They're still like freaking out. Uh, ah! <laughs> Look what one of our finest people made. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, was that Spielberg? Uh, yeah, it was right. No, it was Lucas. Was it Lucas or Spiel- it was Spielberg that made Raiders? Because Wait, is Lucas George is Lucas only- Jewish? No, George Lucas has only done Star Wars, I thought. He didn't do Raiders. It's by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, well, was Spielberg. George Lucas also did like American Graffiti uh, before Star Wars. Uh, if you want to just be a guy who sucks like me and know that. But, uh, <laughs> Wait, was it American Graffiti? Was that- Hang on. Am I going to make a fool of myself? Uh, American- I'm fact checking. What is their obsession with like 1950s street toughs? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, written by George Lucas. Okay, cool. Raiders of the Lost Ark was also it had both of them involved, I guess. Yeah, well, because it was a Lucas film. It was based on his story. Oh, he made the George Lucas made the story. Look, George then... Lucas, he's an idea man. You know, like you sit him mm-hmm. down, you say, mm-hmm. "Give me a list of names and places." And just one insanely racist alien per movie. <laughs> uh, it is crazy how many racist aliens there are in Star Wars. If you just like go through, you're like, holy shit, all of them. <laughs> like, oh, man. Uh, even in the sequels. But, even in the oh, new ones? Even in the new ones, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, fe- there's not quite as many of them, but they're still hanging out in there. I won't, there. I won't list There's any like of them or do any voices. Helmet alien but... is probably a racial stereotype of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hot helmet alien. She's Dominican, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what she's supposed to be. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna flesh that out later. <laughs> I do love that. Like the idea of like half-baked stereotypes where you're like, okay, how do we make that an alien? Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like, All right, now there's one alien who doesn't season his food is that anything and they're like, wait what what are you talking uh, about George yeah. <laughs> there's a scene where he picks up seasoning and then he looks at it and goes no 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 and puts it back okay. down not for me a white alien uh, and he sets it back down uh, <laughs> oh yeah speaking of, of George you've I, done it again <laughs> uh, I would say Doug's obsession with whiteness in this review is a uh, is oh, a lot coming oh, yeah. from Doug Just yeah it is like, a little strange i'm like doug uh, you're you're whiter than vanilla ice i'm sorry to tell you this doug like yeah like <laughs> um i don't know yeah. i'm telling you this at all but you might be the whitest thing yeah imaginable just a doctor solemnly sitting holding test results like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no back, easy way to say this <laughs> just took... positive <laughs> you're white <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is very funny because yeah, throughout the throughout the review, he's making fun of Vanilla Ice for being white. Which yeah, Vanilla Ice is lame. He's a lame white oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In a period where, unless you were Eminem, if you were interested in rap, you were also a lame white guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's very strange because yeah, Doug has a whiteness meter, which feels yeah, it's a weird bit for him to be it's doing. A- it's a weird one. You didn't hate this one, huh? Look, I didn't hate it. <laughs> it was interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like all throughout, I was thinking, like, <laughs> all right, Doug is saying things. 
um, you know, it was, it was an experience to watch. I just, after just the soul crushing blandness of like a recent nostalgia critic video, this one where yeah. he's just doing like ethnography the whole time, like it's a little better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's committing to the video, I guess. Is that what you're? Yeah. Yeah. And Doug takes out calipers about halfway through. And he's like, now if you look at Vanilla Ice's skull. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, God. I, um, this movie is just baffling, though. Everything about it. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's a strange film, to be clear. It's very much like a, this is, this is the last gasp of the cocaine years in Hollywood, I think is what we're seeing here. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's like when I when I saw the movie like the first time I was just like, is this like? I mean, this is like before Spike Jones figured out how to do. I'm a commercial director who now makes movies, so it's yep. like this person clearly just directed a music video or a commercial, and then they were like, okay, you're directing a Vanilla Ice movie. So mm-hmm. it's it's just uh, it's a baffling movie. I mean, like the character of her yeah. boyfriend just being the lead. The the way he's introduced where he's like, well, you know, a lot of couples break up before they go to college. Yeah, it is very funny that like a key part of this movie's plot is like what incels on the Internet think a relationship is like, where it's like, well, there's a mm-hmm. nice guy and a girl and then a jerk shows up and she likes the jerk instead of the nice guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Why? There's no reason. Like at the very end, he like tries to murder Vanilla Ice or whatever. But um, he does like. Who kidnaps the kid? It was not entirely clear. I think it was um, a uh, it was like an ex cop who had worked with the girl's oh, dad. Oh, right, right, because the girl's dad, his like rookie partner, died or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like dirty okay. cops um, or something. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't tell exactly what it no was. No need for that part of the plot. Yeah, the it whole was, movie made no very, sense. Yeah, like the the people who were fixing the bike. Why were they in the movie? Yeah, yeah. I I think that they were just they there. Drive the plot forward. Yeah, I mean, also yeah, I think they were like literally the just there. Like, for the plot. The yeah. fact that she would talk to Vanilla Ice after he jumped a motorcycle over her while she was riding her <laughs> horse. Her the fact that she wouldn't, yeah, exactly, <laughs> fall off the horse, and it's just like, it's just like, dude, you just jumped a motorcycle over me. Like, I would stop talking to my best friend if he did that to me. I would be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not ever talking to you again, dude. That was that was not good. No. <laughs> Terrible. Okay, so this director, A, is named David Kellogg, which just rocks. All right. Uh, but he is known for Cool as Ice, Inspector mm. Gadget. Oh, Holy shit, he was. Wow. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and Playboy, Farmer's Daughters, uh, which... I wasn't hmm. sure what exactly that entailed, so I clicked on its IMDb link, and all we have is, well, it's unrated, and its description is, go country with five corn-fed cuties from the hometowns of America's heartland. <laughs> oh, boy. And I don't uh, want to jump to any conclusions, but it doesn't sound If anyone referred great. to me as corn-fed, I think I'd kill myself. Or as yeah, a cutie. Uh... Like, neither of those good. <laughs> its reviews are brutal. Uh, so let's see the user ratings. There's four votes for ten stars, uh, eight votes for one star, and then the rest of them are all the way in the middle. Uh, no votes for nine stars. Much to consider. Let's see what else does he have? American Express Virtual Reality from 1998. A man so finds happiness just... 
dancing in the arms of a red-haired beauty until purchasing the virtual reality machine that produced her puts him in above his visa card limit. American Express has no preset limits. What does that mean? Hang on. Oh, so it's a, it's a commercial, yeah. Yeah, That's he directed a, a literal commercial. Yeah, Who that makes wrote sense. the plot he was just, summary of the American Express virtual reality <laughs> ad? He was just directing whatever he could get his hands on. Yeah. Express. That's but, like so. The strange thing is, he <laughs> there's no other like porn credits to his name that I can see. I am sure that there's some pseudonyms involved with his work. Yeah, and so I'm just like, oh, is man. this wait? Ah, uh, Playboy, the best of Wet and Wild. Never mind. He's got a couple other ones. Okay. Uh, that, Dude, that I would love. I would love to be a porn director. That would be great. So I that was my <laughs> photography degree. Honestly, <laughs> that's been a much better a choice year. than what I'm doing now. Uh, that was a year after he directed Cool as Ice. Okay. Uh, he went back to so what did he do the first Playboy thing? Uh, directed Cool find... as Ice and then the second one? Well, in 1989 he directed Playboy Wet and Wild, uh which oh. I can only okay. imagine is the uh So the... Cool as Ice was like the off season of directing Playboy films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh the Playboy Video Playmate Calendar 1990 which mm. was filmed in 1989 interestingly enough. Mm, oh, interesting. Right. That, Playboy that Video sense. Centerfold. Okay, so he had like a he, he while he was doing this, he was also directing music videos though, because he did one for David Crosby and for Herb Alpert as well. Like, okay, this guy has an interesting life. But Farmer's Daughters is his first directorial credit, which is awesome. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> and he was a producer on ten of the Playboy things. Uh, let's see. And he was thanked on Cholo Love Story, as well nice. as Juan in a Million. And I don't know what those are, but this is awesome. Wow. There's no way this is all the same guy. No. Oh, he was a writer on Playboy Farmer's Daughters as well. This is oh, just wow. something about sure the that fact that- that was that, real difficult writing. Yeah. Something about the fact that there's like nothing for this except for the description of the five corn-fed cuties. Somehow like- I'm worried it's not a porn movie, which makes it like more depressed <laughs> somehow. Like, like what good. is happening here? No good. Anyway, I didn't mean to derail us there, but I looked that up and I was like, I need to share this immediately. No, I, I think that you did the right thing. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. Uh, for your support. I'm glad to have learned about the corn fed cuties. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> What Same. part of America do you think the corn-fed cuties were from? Well, they're from Nebraska. America's heartland, as we're informed. Yeah, yeah like I'm going to say Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, it's all Midwest, if corn-fed is being used to describe you, I think. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Texas is too far <laughs> south for that. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Oklahoma? Nah, maybe. <laughs> so, I my thought immediately for corn-fed didn't go to like where they grow corn. It was to where all the hogs that we... Sell at work. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Nebraska and Ohio, that's where the corn fed come from, right? That's where all the corn fed cuties are from. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, yep, hogs and women. That's the, that's the, where they're all from. <laughs> yeah, I do like the idea of like, there's like a mistake on the labels. And so someone walks into the store and they're looking at like the pork and it just says cuties on it. Like, <laughs> what does that <Yeah>. mean? <laughs> yeah, Iowa. Meanwhile, on a porn film set, there's six pigs, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What did they do? 
They didn't. <laughs> Where did the women go? The women that we ordered. <laughs> uh, Wayfair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. Oh yeah, that was a great conspiracy. Yeah, no, I, I've never forgotten about Wayfair because I keep getting ads where it's like, do you want me to think that you're trafficking children? Like the number of ads that feature people like joyously holding their children as they open up cabinets. I'm like, this is, I didn't think you were selling children on this website <laughs> until all these ads happen. And now it really feels yeah, like, right. like, and we got away with it too. You're like, why is this? And also why is like a desk called a Monica? Like, I don't yeah. Know. yeah. It was, it was definitely weird. Uh, you know, I'm willing to say that. For sure, for sure. We would never make outlandish uh, accusations on this podcast. No, but not yeah, We exactly. will say it was weird. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. Well, I, I mean, I will say, I mean, just like with the Travis Scott thing, I always think what's annoying to me is when people like say that you're ridiculous for saying that there's something weird about it. Because like so many of the journalists are like behind the outlandish conspiracy theories about Wayfair. It's like, yeah, it is a little, a little crazy, but also... Why was there a fourteen thousand dollar desk named like Samantha? Like, yeah, I mean, like, you're allowed to say Samantha in age six. Yeah, like what? It's it seems super likely that there was some sort of like money laundering for child trafficking. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm like I'm like ah, there's no way that happened. The next thing I'm like, it's definitely what was happening. But yeah, yeah, they just didn't ship you a cabinet. Also, that's the thing people get wrong they're just like they ship you a cabinet and there's a child inside the cabinet it's like no that's not what they do they absolutely bring not. a child to your house because the cops aren't going to stop a screaming child being brought yeah, to someone's Steven house even spielberg just like on knocks it. on your door yeah uh, exactly yeah. yes would you like to join me in the dome of silence mr bond uh, <laughs> i don't know why he's he's suddenly become a bond villain in my head now but like <laughs> <laughs> dude like uh is the Dome of Silence underwater in a pool, or is it just a dome of silence that's like it's I a big I think it's dome. just a dome. Eh. Yeah, I've, I've always envisioned it as a large dome, not like I underwater hope. or anything. I'm thinking right of the last the action hero. Uh, oh, yeah. His Dome of Silence where he's under in the pool talking on the phone. And I'm, <laughs> that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. That seems secure, though, you know. <laughs> Honestly, did you know that there is a product called Dome of Silence, but it just uh, keeps your blender from being too loud? <laughs> the little dome you put over your blender. Yeah, that's another Wayfair type of situation. That's right. absolutely <laughs> not what this is being sold for. <laughs> yeah. No, this isn't for killing rats while you can watch them suffocate to death. It's for silencing <laughs> for your, your blender. blender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird yeah. if your blender needs a muffler. So- yeah, that is strange. Hmm. I don't know. She ain't Spielberg the way this dome is not silent. But um <laughs> I just uh, God. Sorry, I was just I was sitting there and I was like, there's something to do with dome and silence. I'm sure I can do it. Uh, <laughs> and I made the, the momentous achievement uh, of that incredible. While she domes my silence, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go, dude. Yep. She dome in on my silence until I Spielberg. Uh, but- <laughs> there we go. Uh, we got there. <laughs> God, uh, gross. And it's, that that well, format I just, is like, just so good. You just how many movies words. do you think his, so his daughter has been like pitched to be in? Is it oh, or yeah, is that George Lucas's doing, like, daughter or his daughter? I don't. I'm, who started I'm, doing porn? Yeah, I want to say it was her. Doing, yeah. So, like, how many, like, Spielberg ripoffs do you think she had to, like, that she has turned down? Or has she Ugh. turned it down? Oh, I'm so many. 
Steven Spielberg. She's had to be offered some. Uh, I don't oh, know absolutely. if she's in any, but I like my my algorithm for Google is really a little busted. So I typed in <laughs> Steven Spielberg at D, and the first thing that came up was Dome of Silence and not daughter. <laughs> not even daughter. Wow, <laughs> that's yeah. so good. Let's see. Is Steven funny. Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, says doing porn is a healing journey. Yeah, so it's her. It, it yeah. also, there's just no way it is. That's what the uh, that's what the person from be. Boy Meets World said. Also, it's apparently Ugh. apparently doing porn is better than being in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, which and being a child actor. Yeah, yeah, probably. being a child. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah like at least I'm of age <laughs> now that it's being filmed. Like yeah, that's true. Yeah. God, uh, dude, I, I told know. my parents about um, the director of Powder. The other day, that guy, you know about him? Oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he, um, the, what was his name? Hang on. Um, yeah, Jeepers Creepers, Powder, a clown movie yeah, where um, he filmed himself assaulting uh, the kid. Powder. Victor <laughs> Salva. It's Yeah, Victor Salva. Yeah, I like, yeah. I, I, uh, in conversation with my parents yesterday while I was like high and drunk and on uh, NyQuil <laughs> was just like, talking to it's my mom and I problem. was like and I was like mom do you know how fucked up the world is Victor DeSelva directed Powder after going to jail for raping a child <laughs> yeah it was his <laughs> my debut was film like, the clown oh, one god Nick uh, you should probably go to bed but that's terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah I um yeah that was his yeah, sure first or second crazy movie stuff whenever I was oh yeah at home not sleeping I can't remember any of it uh, but I'm sure that there were there were things said. Oh yeah, I know I've wilded it out in the past on Nyquil, uh, and I just oh, sort yeah. of have to. I just have to live with that fact that I will never know. One day I'm going to have to like like in Alcoholics Anonymous, like go around and just apologize to all the people I've texted while on Benadryl. Uh, and say, you know, yeah. I feel like letting <laughs> boomers in on stuff they shouldn't know about is just it feels like extra bad though. For some oh, reason, because yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, mm-hmm. you think the world is like a place where things work out for people. <laughs> like, you have great. A, a glimmer of hope, and that's lovely. Yeah, exactly. However, yeah, it's like yeah, oh, you're like your telling a seven year old so bad that it yeah. could only go up from there. Like literally being like post war Italian Jew. <laughs> yeah, being, brutal combo. And it's like, of course, like, the world is good for you now. Yeah, it literally only could have been worse if you had born and been born in your mom's generation. The World War Two Italian <laughs> shit. <laughs> the only way it could have been worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, but like the thing about being a child actor, right? I mean, it's the same as when Jeanette McCurdy put out her book. Oh, uh, I'm glad my mom died. Yeah, I'm glad my mom died. Which mm-hmm. a banger title. B, I good love title. that she just refers to. Uh, to Dan Harmon as the producer throughout. Oh, wow. uh, wait, not Dan Harmon. Uh, goodness, what's his <laughs> yeah. name? Is it Dan Harmon? No, like, that's the guy who I was does... Like, I don't think... Does he Dan... do Rick and Morty? Dan <laughs> Harmon. He does... Fuck, Dan what is his, Schneider. Like, Dan Schneider. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see his eyes. I was going to say, I'm like, Dan Harmon got <laughs> soft-canceled <laughs> and then like actually apologized well enough that people were like, ah, that's fine. You know. Yeah, which is weird because, like, apparently the, the newest season of Rick and Morty has another, like, weird incest plot line. Um, which I know about because a vid- a YouTube video came up and it was like this like very clearly like woke progressive dude and then like a minute in he just blasts with an R word and I was like oh holy shit oh. you don't see that often oh, okay. uh, but it was just it was very weird it was like in a very it was in a My woke kind of context person. yeah no it was in like a woke context you know what so I'm going to be quoting a man now I'll say an objectionable word perhaps like like an English teacher reading 
to kill a mockingbird, right? It must be said oh, yeah. so we all understand its full context. Mm. <laughs> but it was wild because he was like, Dan Harmon, a man who was me too'd and then let back into Hollywood. And here's what I think is fucking retarded about that. And he just like kept going. I was like, <laughs> whoa, holy shit, dude. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> he took the silencer off. Uh, but <laughs> and then he like went on to say like yeah, clearly dude. he's just putting his incest fantasies onto this animated thing. I was like, yeah, I'm sure he is, but I'm still in shock, man. You just you just let that one fly. You know but, what cartoon I fucking hate? Big Mouth. Oh, Big Mouth. Nick Kroll. Yeah. Nick Kroll. Terrible oh, things are coming for terrible. Nick Kroll. Like, Big Mouth. Like I watched the first season, but the first season seemed like it was. I'm like, okay, it's like preteens dealing with things that are slightly too advanced for them. But also, like, whatever. And then by the second season, I was like, oh, this is a pedophile cartoon. They're all having sex with each other yeah. now. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. I was by like, the end of it, was like, ah. And two, like, relatable things for children. Uh, yeah. And then instead, like, he's like, oh, it's my throbbing show? eight-year-old penis. And they're all like, well, what's <laughs> oh, going on God. over there? And he's like, oh, it's just funny. Didn't you think this sort of thing? Didn't you think I would love it if an adult producer animated me right now as a child? Yeah, I mean, I was... I was tricked. <laughs> I was tricked by Nick Kroll for a long time because of his association with like fucking like Jason Manzukis and other people that like do edgy problematic yeah. things but are actually funny and like probably not creeps. Just like have the yeah. face of a creep and are like, well, it's the man I was meant to play. <laughs> like I look <laughs> like a Greek pedophile. What else can I do? <laughs> yeah you know like what we all thought louis ck was for all that yeah, time like we all knew yeah. he was exactly like what louis ck was telling we us he was him. the whole time he was famous yeah <laughs> yeah it is it is very funny how in retrospect how much of his material is about jerking off and hating yourself and it's like oh, okay yeah. the signs were all there it's it's also literally a like- lot of his shows were him just telling us he's a bad person yeah <laughs> <laughs> I did watch the the spinoff show to Big Mouth, oh, like fuck. Human Resources or whatever. That one's less bad because there's like no children in it. Okay, there's like yeah. one kid in it, and it's like about her grandmother passing away. Like it's it, the tone is wildly different. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that sounds like it's like millennial animated comedy that sucks for entirely different reasons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I watched it probably like at a guy's house. That's my guess. <laughs> Based on the time it came out, that's probably where what. What happened? Yeah, that's that's why I've seen all of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> right. That's why I've seen so many Jared Leto Joker clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Oh, dude, look, I, he just oh, speaks God, to I, us. This, that's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> uh, I do love that. Like when we had Daniel Cabral on, that was like he immediately went hard. He was like, "Dude, the Jared Leto Joker just gets us." And I was like, yeah. I "Respect." Fair enough. <laughs> oh God. But no, the defense of Jared Little Joker was very powerful. Yeah, no, it's it is very funny. Like it's ob- unfortunately that guy was right. That is objectively the funniest Joker to stand. Mm-hmm. And I know he wasn't doing it as a joke. <laughs> no, he wasn't. But like, <laughs> at least with like, even if it's like the Caesar Romeo Joker or something like that, like at least then you have like, oh well, you know, it's like from the Adam West Batman series. Like they're all silly and they're all silly and campy. Uh, but like the Jared Leto joke, there's just no defense. It's yeah. just bad. It's just not yeah. good. <laughs> but oh god, uh, yeah, you're standing like a lame guy that clearly abuses his girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I'm just like I don't I don't understand what there is to like about that guy. But okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean fine. it's like, it's the same. I feel like it's probably the same 
to be quite frank, it's probably people that are still <laughs> defending Davi Vanity from Blood on the Dance Floor, mm-hmm. being like, oh, no, he's a good fuck, guy. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they have the same vibe. That's a Jared Leto sure Joker kind of dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Jared Leto kind of dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a Jared yeah. Leto kind of guy. Put the Joker out of it. Like, like Jared Leto will play him in a, uh, you know, in a documentary yeah. one day. Jared Leto, like, for so long, just was, like, the old guy from the end of Under the Silver Lake. Like, it's, you know, it's he's a, he's a wild guy. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that I didn't get sexually assaulted at Warped Store. Come to think of I'm, it, I'm you know? amazed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just as, a, I mean, honestly, yeah. just as, like, a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah, like, like <laughs> one would think it would happen. Going off of the raw data here. <laughs> yeah. This is an anomaly. Looking at the bell curve. Uh, yeah, it makes, it's crazy. A chart which I frequently consult. Um, mm. I actually don't remember. I, I don't know what the deal is with the bell curve. I, I think it was um, I people think talk was about a, it. That's just a book basically talking yeah, about was, how I think it, I think they use it to talk about how white people are smart. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was race and IQ is what it ends up yeah. going to, which is not Probably. a good direction for a conversation yeah, to take. It goes like a Malcolm Gladwell direction with it where it's just Ooh. like, no. It would be actually racist to not acknowledge the different ways that people approach things culturally. And you're like, okay, Malcolm Gladwell, that kind of sounds like you're still talking about race science. But <laughs> yeah, he's like, it, it, Malcolm Gladwell is so interesting because he like dances dangerously close to it. And then, like, in the last mm-hmm. minute, like, it jumps away from it again. You're like, okay, yeah. I guess you're all right for now. Yeah, I mean, like, it's you're literally like, nice, buddy. I feel like I guarantee that's like the kind of shit that like ended up radicalizing a lot of people they got into that and then they become like divisive and into vice magazine yeah <laughs> yeah it is Basically, so funny that gavin mcginnis yeah. found advice like God, there is yeah. <laughs> yeah i used to think gavin mcginnis was so cool before he became a nazi just because he was mean and friends with david cross and i was like yeah that's cool i like that yeah but, it's also very funny that he, yeah. gavin mcginnis just everything about his career is very funny like i always forget that he was friends with david cross that he made oh, the biggest like heel like turn possible friends. which is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, being crazy. a nazi is is the biggest heel turn possible yeah he's i mean look that's the thing if you're like whole thing is that you're an edgy contrarian eventually you're gonna edgy contrarian your way a little too close to the sun mm-hmm. yeah and he and like the proud boys like yeah. you know. and he kind of started with this whole thing like with the like what is it like how to be a man, whatever that book where it's yeah. like, he's not doing, it's not like men's rights stuff. It's more like literally just like a guy writing something that's semi reasonable in defense of traditional masculinity, which is being like, but also, then like ignoring all the problematic things about that and cherry picking it. And it's like, mm-hmm. so he attached himself to something that like in and of itself wasn't terrible. And then was like, and also, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's very, it's very much like yeah. Rogan adjacent, right? Yeah. Where it's like, like how to pee in public, that kind of great. stuff. I remember that, you know. Oh, the term manosphere makes me throw up in my mouth a little bit. Ugh. Yeah. I I hate. It's bad. I hate those guys it's so bad. much. I hate them. I'll meet people like that at work fairly often. Usually it's like some guy who's like a clerk in the deli department and doesn't talk to anyone. It's just <laughs> like, it's just like, hey, bro, I saw you looking at an article of Jordan Peterson and laughing. Do you want to talk about like, trad male cool values? Is. I like your flannel a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I get along I do, with everyone. Right. So I end up becoming friends with these guys and it's fucking awful. <laughs> I, I, I do like that. That's the kind of guy who they had to make the Sigma male term for. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, Sigma males in general are just a very funny concept to me. Right. Where they're like, yeah. 
no, he's a loser, but it's cool. Yeah, they're like, he's the alpha who doesn't need anyone. And you, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, where did this come from? And then I realized it's that these guys made all these, like, how to become an alpha, like, packages. And then realized, like, oh, wait, these guys are still losers with no friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to figure this out unless we tell them that that was the point all unless along. that was <laughs> actually good. Like, like how to make friends and influence people, except it's like how to not have friends or influence in parentheses <laughs> the cool way. Like, it's also like the funny thing. Also, is like the Sigma male thing is it's so <laughs> basically the galaxy brain version of Sigma male is to just become a hermit. Like that's pretty yeah, much exactly. Like, so just become a fucking which hermit. loops it's back great. around to being cool. Yeah, like, so yeah. many. Yeah, so yeah. many like of the online things are really just finding a new way to do Abrahamic religion and they don't realize it. <laughs> like it's, it's the same as that classic TikTok where it was like the video of the girl. And she's like, when you realize that the universe is low key, literally daddy. And so you change the way you think about it. It's like, Oh, you're uh, telling me that there is an, there is an all powerful father who created things. What does this sound like? <laughs> no, no, go on. Keep telling me about how you're a pagan. Uh, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you definitely haven't just taken like a vague, uh, what is it called? Um, animism that is like early yeah. Abrahamic Judaism. <laughs> You're definitely not yeah, just exactly. like doing literally the form of Judaism I do where I'm like, ah, the wind, <laughs> God is happy today. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> and then people are like, you don't know, Jewish to me. And I'm like, no, no, I'm still Jewish. Don't worry about it. That rock has God. <laughs> God, God is that rock. And then like, eh. look, yeah. dude, if it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, I can't they summon can't the spirits. Yeah, right. Who's to you tell know, me? I keep, I keep saying <laughs> what I want to do is like become like a Russian Orthodox, but like circa like fifteen hundred kind of Christian. Yeah, like I've shaved my head and I'm beating myself <laughs> with a chain in a monastery somewhere. I'm like the Doug Zone hasn't uploaded in a while. What's up? I'm like, oh, don't worry, guys. I'm just finding God. <laughs> I truly, I truly have no idea what Russian Orthodox people believe. Um, like I don't, <laughs> I don't understand the vibes either, are there, at yeah, all. The vibes yeah. are tight. Good yeah, vibes. Cool. No, I love just icons. I love a beautiful. looming cathedral. Yeah, yeah, icons rock. It is a picture of very Jesus funny. painted on a plank with gold leaf. Come on, that's cool. Yeah, it, it is very funny how much of like Orthodox Christianity and Catholicism was just finding new ways to do idolatry. But you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's fine. You're allowed to do that. Orthodox Christians can have a little idolatry as a treat. Uh. <laughs> as a little treat for my favorites. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's better. Catholicism's going all like Zen focus now, and it's weird. I don't like that. And that might just be like yeah, Jesuit yeah. Catholicism, which is mostly my exposure to it. Like the yeah, Jesuits, takes. their shit's literally like they like their churches are just Zen temples now. It's fucking weird. Yeah, there's yeah. yeah so like the Jesuits are doing their own thing as they always are, and then like there's like the <laughs> rad trads on the internet, right? Yeah. Those guys are also really funny, like because that's like you know a kind of guy out there as well. You know, like the the rad trad who like mm-hmm. he's like, well, there's just no traditional masculinity anymore, so I'm going to church. And those guys rock because then if you check <laughs> back with them after like a month. They realize that just going to church every week is not the answer that they thought it was. So like all these guys are just talking about like pussy shit, like love and care for the mm-hmm. weak. I don't understand what's that. Why aren't any of them talking about preserving the white homeland? And it's like, <laughs> my man, you're you're going to a church full of cafeteria Catholics. Like they're just going there to feel good. They're doing what we're all trying to do. They just want to they just want to feel peace for an hour every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> um, oh well. Anyway, in short, I hate the manosphere. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. No good. Oh, did I ever finish my thought on Dan Schneider though and Jeanette McCurdy's book? I think I got no. distracted by calling so. him Dan Harmon. Yeah. I'm really well, bad better. with last names. Between that and saying that Larry David did 9-11, like I've been on a tear. Uh, <laughs> I forgot you did that. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was going to say like, oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one thing we can blame a Christian man for, quite frankly. <laughs> That's what I love about 9-11 is the, like, nobody takes the like, the Jews did it, conspiracy is real. I'm like, God, it's like the one conspiracy they don't blame us for. Everyone's either like, they either entirely blame Saudi Arabia and Al Qaeda without looking at American involvement, or they entirely blame blame yeah. like Southern Baptist Christians without looking at Amer- at Saudi involvement yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ah, whew. one time they yeah. don't blame any Jews for this, except for I guess yeah. Nick Kroll's dad, but you know. Yeah, Nick Kroll's dad. And then also, like I said, the real problem is there's Larry Silverstein, which like if you're trying to convince someone you aren't an anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist going, and then Larry Silverstein. No, no, stick with me. I promise. It's just (laughs) him. (laughs) Well, that's like anytime somebody somebody mentions the Rothschilds now, I'm just like, all right, I'm good. I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Yeah. I'm like, oh, really? The Rothschilds? Because people are like, oh, yeah. the, that's like, if you notice in Jewish history, there are only a few families uh, that really yeah. go through. And I'm like, yeah, if you looked at Jewish history, it's because most of the families other than those few families were fucking murdered. Like, it's, yeah, exactly. it's pretty oh, easy. Like, you guys are bad. Of, yeah. Like, like, oh, it's like, God, it's almost like there's only like uh, 10 or 11 million Jews in the world. And most of them, <laughs> they're all related by necessity. Like, yeah, I don't understand what's going shit, on there. Dude. <laughs> yeah the, the rothschilds it's the same as like um oh fuck what's that that billionaire that uh that right-wingers love to accuse of like funding antifa Goodness, I, i'm trying to remember his name um drivers talked to me about that the other day yeah it's uh george soros that's the other george one soros, yeah. it's like i'm sure that he's done heinous things but there's no way I can look into that. I can't go like my new. Cons- I'm talking about George Soros, everybody. Like same thing yeah. as the Rothschilds. Like, well, I've just. I'm gonna have to go I've, to my synagogue's I, computer to look it up, or else I'll get swatted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna. I'll just leave this to somewhere out there, or like, you know, there's there's, there's a conspiracy guy who's allowed to talk about them, but that What's guy your is point not me. About Dan Schneider, Matt? right? Dan Schneider. Sorry. Sorry. I just keep getting distracted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me, me and Marty could do that, though. We could have a conspiracies only Jews are allowed to talk about podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so sick. <laughs> just a historic esoteric aside project. We're taking like intro and it's like Jews only. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've separated them over here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The not yeah, prejudiced pers- way. I promise. It, not. It's but, not a uh, shtetl. Don't worry. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah no so in Jeanette McCurdy's book she talks about how she like hated Ariana Grande and was like jealous of her for like getting all of like the attention and praise and it's like I don't know I saw people going like and that's a perfectly reasonable thing and I was just thinking like well not really like she was definitely like just getting pimped out by Dan Schneider like at all times like there's a reason yeah. like yeah. all the weird fetish shit in those shows was Ariana Grande. Like she was fighting her own demons. She just mm-hmm. also was slightly richer about it, which I don't know, I guess mm-hmm. makes it a little better in the long run. But yeah, I don't know. I just think about that a lot where it's like, no, I don't think she was doing great. She was 13 years old having 
So this guy drool while he filmed their feet. Like, oh my god, oh yeah, wow. it's it is crazy how just indefensible those clips are. Like, yeah, like you hear them, and they're like, yeah, there's some weird scenes in a children's show. No, there's an entire plot where it's like fish eat the dead skin off of these kids' feet. Yeah, and so the whole episode is him filming their feet. Yeah, or like that's the, really weird. I never watched yeah, that like, show. Yeah, uh, yeah this one where she's like it jerking off a potato and screaming about how she wants its juice to come out and it's like what do you there's like they sit on things and then try and guess what it is yeah like it's really just it's Wait, deeply it's like weird stuff yeah, this is an victorious. one of those shows okay. which oh boy i have never been more vindicated by not watching something in my life <laughs> like <laughs> I felt pretty good about getting ahead of the curve on Bohemian Rhapsody, where I was like, "No, nah, yeah. this looks like it sucks," and then they're like, "Oh, also, he's a pedophile," and I'm like, "Oh, cool, well, oh, not awesome. cool, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. pedophile." I go score. It's funny. Uh, it's funny. I, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I chose not to watch Bohemian Rhapsody, and I was just like, because somebody involved said he was gay, not bisexual, and that's bisexual erasure. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Nick, like. Okay, I guess. Like I'm like, yeah. I'm like, were you gonna watch it anyway? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't like Queen. <laughs> like I don't care. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> Canceling them for biphobia, and then like, like he's also a pedophile. Like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, let's focus I mean, on the real issues. Did you guys. not hear that yeah. bi erasure is the bigger problem here? Clearly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Protesting like the trial of a pedophile uh, because the the news calls him a gay pedophile, and you're like, hang on now. Uh, yeah. He's a pansexual pedophile. Yeah, Let's exactly. make this clear. Oh, oh, there's definitely a guy out there who's like really annoying about calling himself pansexual and also just has terabytes of child porn on his computer. Oh, yeah. There's uh, not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. yeah for, for any of the pansexual <laughs> listeners who didn't get mad at me the first time I went hard on this label, <laughs> I'm sure that's not all of you, uh, to be clear. Yeah, exactly. But no. <laughs> yeah. I just keep making like bombastic statements about furries and then walking it back and being like, I've got nothing wrong with them. But yeah, I'm just saying. They should all be killed. Now, obviously, I'm okay with them. But no, obviously, what I meant I'm okay by this with was. Because it's, it's also just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know. I just love I just love making bombastic statements about them. It does make me uncomfortable that like there's like third graders who are furries. That shouldn't yeah, be allowed. That, that shouldn't be allowed. I think, um, I mean, it is literally, like I said, for me, a thing with being like, yeah, that's great. People can do that. But can we not make it officially part of D&D canon? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was like, I don't want to have to argue with someone when I run a game about how they cannot play a cat human. I'm like, yeah. no, this is not a sexual fantasy or you living another life. This is, I'm running a game that I wrote a campaign for. You have to be an elf or an orc. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Like, I make the rules. That is the whole point I didn't point include cat people in this. Like. Yeah, and I think, you know, there is some fun. It doesn't to like make sense having, in the narrative. <laughs> yeah, there is some fun to like having a world where it's like everything. But I do also think yeah. a lot of really good D&D comes from some form of limitation. Like where you're like, okay. Yeah, 100%. You know, like, something, we need to draw the line somewhere. Like, uh, you know, in one of the tables I'm playing at right now, it was, he was like, all right, guys, we are pretty much just doing humans. He's like, we can maybe do a dwarf, possibly an elf if we're really pushing it. But like, that's that. And I, you know, I talked with him. I'm, I'm a tiefling because uh, I, I love being a tiefling. Mm-hmm. Just a great, I, great combo for me. 
But, I'm yeah. a tiefling oath breaker right now. Yeah. Ooh. That's so you're pretty like, sick. You're doubling down on uh-huh. the edginess. I was. Oh yeah. I I doubled nice. down hard. Yeah. No. Mine. Nice roll mine's a half tiefling bard. That's my. Uh, yes. Uh, half work yeah, no, so bard my, is my, my role. <laughs> my tiefling who hates sex uh, is like, nice. a big thing. Like any innuendos, he's visibly uncomfortable and just leaves the room. Uh, but <laughs> an so asexual like non, tiefling. Yeah. Like a non, like an NBA is your character, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's not asexual. He just hates sex. You know, he's just very pious instead. Uh, but... <laughs> was it? Was it? Was he that said when? Is he was like, "Are you allowing tieflings?" And I was like, "Yes, I'm allowing tieflings." And they were just like, "Okay, cool. So you're allowing non-binary people to play the game?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, much. "Yeah, pretty much." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, no, it is. Because that's the thing. It's like, I feel like you do need to put some limitations on it. So otherwise you're just going wild. And there are, there, I don't see it much. I actually I don't see it at all in like tables I play at, but there's definitely like a kind of person who just finds like the weirdest possible race. And then it's like, mm-hmm. and that's my personality. Yep. This guy is a, half bird. Yeah, he's half bird. Like cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you no, go. The, the only reason you should be playing an Aarakocra is because you want a flying speed. Uh, yeah. Which understandable. It's but like also, the only reason to play a tabaxi is because of the agility stuff. Yeah, let me run. A tabaxi yeah, monk my, can run like my old roommate 10, played one of those like, feet. <laughs> yeah, my old roommate played one of those praying mantises that ate elf brains, but mostly because he thought oh, it was yeah, funny yeah. that like everyone else had chosen an elf and he was like, I know, I'll cho- choose like <laughs> it was like two point five, so it's like the elves biggest predator of all time. And I'm gonna yeah, give myself an insane charisma skill so I can talk them into like Letting me be around them. <laughs> like, every yeah. long rest, they wake up with him like tying a bib around his neck. Like, oh, sorry, I was just <laughs> like, taking watch. Like, uh, sorry, guys. Spices on them. Yeah, yeah. It was literally just like him convincing them to like kill characters and eat them. And then they were like, <laughs> oh, you, so "You said there would be jewels inside of his head." And he's just like, "Oh yeah, jewels. Totally." Well, keep going. Keep yeah, looking. We'll find him soon. Uh, Maybe I'm at the bag. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should probably bring this in for a landing. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably should. Should. yeah we, went, we went for about 15 minutes before I uh yeah before yeah. the audio mm-hmm. went wild I really oh boy and I do wish we could include that that audio <laughs> yeah. in there but we, we just can't we can't there's just no way there's no way to <laughs> there's no possible defend way. that um all right <laughs> listeners thank you for listening comrade is there anything you would like to plug uh no but now potentially the Jews only conspiracy theory podcast <laughs> me and Marty where we talk yeah, we, about the things that other people are not allowed to talk about <laughs> because it would be anti-Semitic if they did. But, you know, <laughs> like internal affairs, we have to recognize sometimes there's something fishy going on <laughs> in our own department, all right? That's... <laughs> I love that, like the idea of going like the calls coming from inside the house. Uh, like, like... <laughs> Wait, hang on, guys. <laughs> I would never be allowed to go to synagogue again if I did that, but I'm going to, so fuck it. <laughs> Just to make things exciting. All right. If you would like to help out the Doug Zone, there's a couple things you could do. One, you could purchase a gun. Then you could... Well, I guess... Hang on. We'll save that for the Patreon. Yeah. Instead, uh, so slightly more... Join the Patreon. More, yeah, you could join the Patreon. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash the Doug Zone or Doug Zone. It's one of the two. You'll figure it out. Or just search Doug's own Patreon. Or you can click on our Twitter where we have it linked in our bio. You can follow us on Twitter at Doug's own cast. Same thing on Instagram. TikTok at the Doug's own. That's the one that has Never post anything. We never post, but 
You'll be it's in on there. the ground floor when we do. We, gotta, we have to save the username, you know, yeah, just look, in it's case like anyone buying, else tries to snatch that up. It's like buying stocks during the Great Depression, right? Like, you know, that's, <laughs> how, that's how JFK's dad got so rich. Sometimes you need to just funnel your bootlegging money into following the Doug's on TikTok. <laughs> and as soon as it Hell takes yeah. off, oh, brother, you're going to be rich and your son's going to be president after the one that you wanted to be president is killed yeah, in World War II. Um, yeah, yeah. Tuffy. Now your son with back problems is just fucking up a storm. What a guy. I mean, what, uh, would have, what would it have been like if we hadn't got Fredo as the president? We would have fucking <laughs> colonized the moon, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> ah, comrade, closing us out with an Italian slur. Uh, that, was, that was such a cool week in the discourse. Was Fredo a slur? <laughs> the answer is yes, but it's always funny to use. Uh, <laughs> uh, hang on, where were we? Did we finish the plugs? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you, Julian, for always keeping track of whether or not I've fucked up the plugs thoroughly <laughs> enough or not. Uh, with all that being said, we will see you on the Patreon. XOXO. Gossip Doug. <laughs>